Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. I'd like to read a few scriptures. Luke chapter 19 and verses 1 to 10, because I like to set the scene. Some might be familiar and some might not be. Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 1, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. No. And it said, (laughs) He was, which was the chief among the publicans. That means a tax collector. He was the chief IRS agent. And he was rich. So it tells us some things about him. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And could not for the press, because he was little of stature. That's a nice way of saying he was short, okay? And he ran before, I'm sorry, vertically challenged. You can't say short anymore because you'll offend someone, right? Vertically challenged. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured. That's an onomatopoeic word, which means it sounds like the word when you murmur. Murmur, murmur, murmur. You ever hear that? Murmur, murmur, murmur. Have you ever heard of a stage whisper? That's when you whisper, but you want everybody to hear it. I, was, I did that a few days ago. I whispered something, and it wasn't a whisper. It was for everybody to hear it. And it got denied in there, but I said, that was a stage whisper, right? But this is a murmur, and that's all you hear is a They murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. <gasps> Clutch my pearls, right? And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord. The half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Jesus said unto him, This day salvation is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham, And then our scripture reference, Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. When I was visiting with my mom and dad a few days ago up in Wisconsin, I went to their church and the pastor preached a message and I was like, I told him, I said, look, just, you know, full disclosure, I'm going to take some of that stuff and I'm going to preach it. Not his message, but I would like to preach on the thought of a message, seek and save. Seek and save. You ever heard of that game of hide and seek? Well, God has something and I wouldn't call it a game, okay, because it's very serious. 
But the thing that God does is not hide and seek. God does seek and save. Why was the cheetah so bad at hide and seek? Because no matter where she hid, she was always spotted. Uh. So if you play hide and seek in a hospital, what area should you avoid if you play hide and seek at a hospital? The I C U. <laughs> Most of us have played hide and seek growing up, right? Someone, it's their job, they put their head, hopefully not peeking, right? They put their head up against something, close their eyes, and they begin to count. What is it usually? 100 or 50? And they count out loud, right? So you scatter and everybody goes to be, uh, to hide. And isn't it the game, the first one that's found, they're it? So you don't want to be found first, do you? So you scatter and hide and you see some people, they begin, begin to get frantic, right? Because you know that after the person is done, after they're done counting, what do they say? Ready or not? Here I come. And so you see people, they're just going like a squirrel. They don't know which way they're going to go across the road, so they just get hit, right? But there was a, a person that said a friend named Matt told me he used to play hide and seek with his brothers and sisters. On the rare occasions that he got to be something other than it, he sought the ideal place to hide, right? One day he thought he had found it. Up on the hill was their house with a big porch on the front that had a lattice work around the bottom to allow air to circulate under the building. We call those trailers in Florida, but I don't know, maybe it had an underfloor. He found an opening in the lattice work and crawled under the porch. Most kids have probably done this. Pushing aside the cobwebs, smelling the damp earth, as he wormed his way all the way to the other side of the building where he could see his sister still counting to a hundred. He delighted in the thought that she'd never find him. You ever found one of those spots? Oh, they're never going to find me in here. And then it suddenly struck him. If something happened to him, no one would ever be able to find him. He would be alone and lost forever. This is all going through this little kid's head. It was suddenly important to him to be found. And he stuck his leg out through the lattice work, hoping that he might be able to trip his sister if she passed by that way. And it ends here. He wanted to be found. And I really believe that shows something in the character of men and women. Yes, we don't want to be the first one found. We don't want to be the second one found. But when it comes down, you know, if you haven't been found, then an hour passes and two hours pass. Most people just come out, right? Because in our hearts, we don't want to hide forever. I believe that God knows that. And that's why that God told Zacchaeus and everyone around that the son of man is come ready or not. Here I come to seek and to save that which was lost. Well, the first thing is man hides, doesn't he? 
When did it start? The Garden of Eden, right? So man took of that fruit of the garden of the tree of the good of the knowledge of good and evil, the one thing he wasn't supposed to do. You know, that's like reverse psychology. You know what reverse psychology is? Instead of telling someone to do something, tell them not to do it. And it's in man's little, in our psychology, to do what we're not supposed to do. Like if you have your daughter, don't clean your room, whatever you do. Oh yeah? Watch me clean my room. Don't go to sleep. I want you to stay up all night. I'm going to go to sleep right now. So they do the opposite, right? Well, God told him and said, don't eat of that tree. And the day that you do, and the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. You're going to die. Be separated from God. Will it happen? And man ate of it. The woman ate of it and handed it to her husband, rather. That's the way that it worked. It looked so good. And then the Bible says that they heard the voice of the Lord God. Here he comes, ready or not. Here I come. Adam, where art thou? And what did they do? They heard probably his footsteps, so he was close. They heard his voice walking in the cool of the garden and the cool of the day. And uh, so Adam and his wife, they went and hid themselves. Of course, they found the same spot, right? They didn't even go choose different spots. I don't know. Have you ever done that? You just cram in with somebody else. Well, this is a good spot. I wonder if God was like, you know, you've ever played that game, peekaboo? It's like junior hide and seek. Have you ever played that? You probably played it, sister, with your, with your grandchild just recently. It's a fun game. But you know what? It's not really difficult or, or uh, complicated, right? Because the little kid, there's many versions of peekaboo, right? But the little kid can cover their own eyes or you can cover the child's eyes. And when you take your hands away and say peekaboo, it's so exciting to them because it's like brand new. But interestingly enough, in the game of peekaboo, these little kids think that if they can't see you, you can't see them. So it's really fun. They don't really get it, right? But isn't it that way with God? Well, God doesn't see me or I can't see God rather. So he must not be able to see me. Let me tell you, God can see you. God could see Adam. God wasn't looking to say, well, oh, I made Adam and I made the world, but I can't find him. You know that parents are like that. I wonder where they are. You see the parents go around. They know that the kid is under the stairs. They know that the kid hasn't changed their hiding place their whole life, but the parents, they just do it, right? I wonder. And the kids giggle and everything, know that the dad's getting quote unquote close. But I believe that God didn't say that. For Adam to be found, God wanted to, one preacher said, God wanted Adam to to say, wait a second, Uh, I hid myself. Why did I hide myself? It was for Adam to wonder, why am I hiding from God? And you know that there's something about sin, it separates us from God. It separates us from the fellowship of God. It separates man from his creator. Uh, The Bible said that your sins, they withhold in good things from us. And you know, I don't know if you've ever done that where you say, wow, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm good enough for God. Wherever you go hide yourself somewhere. You ever had an argument with your husband or your wife? What do you do? Oh, well, you hug. No! You go to your separate corners, right? 
cross your arms, right? I said something to my wife the other day and she crossed her arms like, ooh, that's not working, right? I didn't say the right thing. Because, and it begins, the, the communication goes down. Now, no one has ever experienced that, just me. I mean, just saying, if it ever happens to you, that may or may not happen in, in your marriage. Okay? Perhaps, maybe, I don't know, right? But I'm thankful that, so a preacher, man hides. But you know, I think we want to be found. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He saw Jesus was passing by that way. He said, you know what? I kind of want to see him. I don't want to be out there. I just want to see who he is. So he climbed up this sycamore tree because there were a lot of people there. And he wanted to get a good seat, if you please. And so he looked down at Jesus. But the Bible said that Jesus looked right back up at Zacchaeus with all those people there. The Bible said, Zacchaeus, come down and make haste. He said, today... He didn't say, I want to give you a high five. He didn't say, I want to just pat you on the back. He said, I want to abide at your house. You know that I'm thankful God doesn't want a lease. God doesn't want a national guard two weekends a year with uh, two weekends a month. God wants to abide at our house. He wants to come in and stay. And that God is a seeking God. God, you know, if God is a seeking God, the game God plays, and I know it's not a child's game, but it's what God does, is to seek. God seeks us out. And you know what? If God's looking for you, I know they have this guy named Dog. He's not a dog, okay? You ever heard of Dog, the bounty hunter? And he goes and he looks. I don't think I've ever... I tried to watch the, watch the show. But man... The, the, the guy had a, a mouth on him, right? It's like, preacher, we all have mouths. You know, but if you don't know what I'm talking about. So I couldn't watch the show. It didn't take very long, okay? I hear enough uh, exclamation points and asterisks around the world. I get my fill of just listening to people. So I turned it off, but he goes and seeks people that are running from the law. And I guess he's gained some notoriety. He must be good at it. But God, if he's looking for you, He's going to find you. He found Adam and Eve. He knew exactly where they were. And uh, the preacher that my, my parents have, he said, it's, you know, it's not if you're going to have an encounter with God. It's how you're going to act when you meet him. Because God's going to find you. There is a, a man that wrote, and the preacher at my parents' church quoted this from the, hound, the poem called The Hound of Heaven. Have you ever heard that? It's from the 1800s, I think. The Hound of Heaven. And it's talking about God. Is like it, it, Many of us maybe don't know what a hound is, but that's a dog that gets on the scent of an animal. And it doesn't deviate. And if you shoot a deer or something, it gets on that blood of that deer or that squirrel, and it sniffs it out. It's got an amazing nose. Well, this man said that God is like the hound of heaven. He said, I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind. And in the midst of tears, I hid from him. And under running laughter, have you ever just kind of laughed it out, but you're really running from God? It's not funny. Up vistaed hopes I sped and shot precipitated adown titanic glooms of chasmed fears from those strong feet that followed, followed after. 
but with unhurrying chase and unperturbed pace, deliberate speed, majestic instancy, they beat. And the voice beat more instant than the feet. He was saying that in his life, it was like he could run and he was fleeing. But he said there was this steady pace that was coming after him. You know that I believe God is just like that with all of our lives. God loves us so much that he came to each one of us. And it's not his actual person, but the voice of God. Have you ever had God begin to speak into your life about something? You're like, hmm, who's that? I was just minding my own business and something came in there. Could it be that that still small voice is that seeking savior? The psalmist said, whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? The psalmist knew. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, then even the night shall be light about me. You see that God desires not only to seek us and God will find us, right? But God's not a bounty hunter. God is looking to pay our bounty. When Jesus comes to us, it's not to rebuke us. And some have said, well, preacher, it makes me nervous when I come to church. Maybe it's because God's looking after you. You know that uh, I'm thankful as a preacher that uh, you really get to realize how important it is for you as a Christian to, to realize that Christ is in you and that Christ goes with you. And wherever you are, the Spirit of God will go with you to reach somebody. I remember years ago, we were in this other location up on Confederate Point Road, and there was like a, 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 a store that sold, it was like this, right? Like beer, lotto, cigarettes, oh, and milk, you know? And I think it was left to right, you know, something like that, right? But a lot of people would go and buy alcohol there. Um, and so I saw one guy that I had been inviting to church. And so I walked in the store. I would go into the same store to buy mints. Sometimes they were in date. Sometimes they weren't. I mean, have you ever bought an out-of-date soda? Didn't we buy those? We're like, whoa! You taste that soda and like, I've, I don't think... But there we found it. Yeah. What else did we buy? I mean, there's some stuff there that... Woo! Anyway, so I'd go in there sometimes and uh, I saw this guy and he was holding something that God began to deal with his heart about. So I'm like, hey! I don't remember his name. I don't even remember really what he looked like. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I remember he saw me and he turned away from me and he set his alcohol down on the, the counter and then did like a pirouette and he spun right back with an empty hand and said, hey, preacher, what was he doing? He was trying to drop that thing that God had been dealing with him about. But I believe that he spun around and shook my hand because I believe like everybody, he wanted to be found. He wanted to know that somebody cared about him. Well, you know that I'm thankful that God, he cares about us. And the reason he went to the cross, the reason that he was beaten, the reason that he was left in the shameful position was that he came to pay for our sin. I'm not saying that uh, you have to do this and do that in your life. What I'm saying is you've got to let God 
find you and God save you. You see, God wants to do all the heavy work. And we're not talking about keeping a bunch of rules. Or say, well, preacher, Christians can't do this and can't do that. No. As a Christian, let me tell you, you can do whatever you want to do. But God will change your want to. Because the real salvation is not trying to be a good person. You know what? That was the law. And we can't be good. We can't be good enough for God. The nation of Israel proved that their sin would, would beset them and their sin would drive them to do things that weren't convenient. What they needed was a heart change. And you see, only Jesus can bring a heart change. And I found out when I gave my life to Jesus, I gave my life to Jesus, that I walked back to the barracks room a new person. I didn't know what I was. I just know that when I walk back into the barracks room, I'm like, well, that's got to go. And that's got to go. I didn't take a book with me. I didn't call the preacher, say, preacher, what about this? I was a new creation. And that God had done something in my life. You know that when God does something in your life, it was so neat being at conference. And uh, they would start preaching. And these, these, little, these young men, right, 15 years old, big feet but skinny, they would run out into the aisle and begin to jump and dance say well teenagers don't do that oh they sure did in fact they were the first ones out but teenagers have their hearts set on mischief it's our heart that's the problem but when your heart's set on god and the music begins to go these young these young kids that well two of them were twins right and they had like the same haircut right it was and so i could see their heads because i was in the back right so I wasn't in the front. They were like all the way up. They, they wanted something from God. And I, these kids were showing that, you know what? This God can do something in my life. This God loves me. And you know that when you give your life to God, you realize. You see, when he came to Zacchaeus' house, when Jesus came to Zacchaeus' house, notice, he didn't tell Zacchaeus to do anything. Zacchaeus stood up. He said, hey, you know what? Um, uh, he said, I, I changed. Zacchaeus stood up. He made a, a testimony, right? Zacchaeus said, uh, Obviously, he didn't have a good reputation before that. He was a sinner. But when Jesus came to his house, he said, Lord, the half my goods I give to the poor. He said, I'm making a change right now. And he said, if I've taken something away from someone unjustly, I'm going to restore him four times as much. Why? Because Jesus came to his house and the man changed. The man's heart changed. And you know what Jesus said? This day... Salvation is come to this house. Notice Jesus didn't tell him to do anything. But Jesus came to his house and the man realized, wow, he found me and he changed me. And it said, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. But I'd like to leave you with this. My wife comes to the piano. It said a father related of how one of his son's favorite games was hide and seek. His son always hid. The game always went the same. Dad would count to 100 by fives, right? So he'd speed it up. <laughs> and then would shout out, here comes Daddy to find you, Tommy. And Tommy would always hide in the same room in the same spot. Sounds like a little kid, right? But of course, Dad always went through the motions of looking in just about every other room. I wonder if Tommy's under the bed. Down the hall, he could hear the barely suppressed giggles of his child as he lifted up the sheet. I wonder if he's in the closet. Again, giggles from the other room. Making his way into the bathroom, dad would say, I wonder if he's in the shower or giggles. I wonder if he's in the toilet. 
As he lifted the seat, the giggles were getting louder. Out in the hallway now, the father proclaimed, I wonder where Tommy could be. At that moment, Tommy would burst out of his parents' bedroom crying, Here I am, Daddy, here I am! And throw himself into his dad's waiting arms. The father recalled telling his son, But Tommy, that's not how the game is played. But Tommy didn't care. That's how he played the game. For the object of the game to Tommy was being found and then to rush into his father's arms. With heads bowed and eyes closed, seek and save. You see that God wants to find us, but he wants to save us. He wants to change us. He wants to forgive us. He wants to love us. And you know what? That little kid trusted in the heart of his father. And he knew that the end of the game was going to be a reunion with his father. You know, that's what your heavenly father wants. He wants to not just point you out in the garden of Eden, but to say, hey, I want to embrace you. And I want you to embrace me. And all you have to do to embrace God is to say, God, here I am. And let him have his way in your life. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are open. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. I want to be found. Let God have his way. Let's find a place to pray as she sings and as she plays. Here I am, God. Seek and save. Lord, I've preached your word. Have your way, God. I was a wretch. Oh, I remember who I was. I was lost. I was blind. I was running all the time. In sin, separated. That breach was far too wide. From the far side of that chasm, you held me in your sight, so then you made a way across that great divide, left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside, and there.
prayer you may pray as long as you like seek and say we're having church at 6 p.m this evening we invite you back we're going to be preaching on resurrecting lost things said preacher there's nothing lost i guess it's the theme for the day resurrecting lost things and that means making them alive again that's what resurrection means and god wants to resurrect lost things in our life and make them usable again to us God bless you is our prayer. You know that if you've been found by Jesus, know that that same God, he cares so much about this world and he wants to use you as one of his hounds, if you please, to go find after and seek after those. And here's the secret. If you want to, if there's one secret of today, (laughs) I want you to know that people want to be found. People want to be found by Jesus. I did Did you want to be found, Sister Bigelow? Praise God. Amen. Brother Velez, would you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you as our prayer. Amen.